We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, I wanted to talk about this topic here for a second because it has been on the minds of every Colts fan basically throughout the whole season, but it became very apparent this week after another disappointing loss to the Eagles where the Colts had a chance to win the game but had some things go wrong. So let's let's talk about this real quick, guys. So you guys seen the title of this video. The Colts have lost their offensive identity. And that has been something that, it, it, this isn't just happening this week. It has been apparent throughout the whole season, right? This team can't run the football. Uh, offensively, from a passing perspective, they're very limited because of a couple different factors, which we're about to mention. So, but the main part of what the Colts try to do, right, is the the running of the football, right? That has been the motto, right, for the Indianapolis Colts, run the damn ball, right? That's been the motto for the last few years. And it has been anything but that for the Indianapolis Colts up until the final few weeks. But even then, it still hasn't returned to 2021 form like we saw uh, with Jonathan Taylor last year. So let's kind of dive into this real quick. There's a lot of different reasons why this team has lost their identity. And the big question is, can the Colts get it back, right? We talked about how uh, they've lost their identity. And the reason why they can't, they haven't had it yet is mainly because of the fact that the offensive line has been atrocious. And I think that a lot of Colts fans, including like some of us here on the podcast, um, had this delusion that we felt it with removing of head coach Frank Reich, that maybe somehow, some way this team would offensively just get better all of a sudden. And you know, after that first week with Jeff Saturday, the Colts score, what was it, the second most points that they've scored all year at 25. And, you know, you felt you felt decent. You know, the offensive line looked really good. 
you know, pr- pass protecting, run blocking, you know, it looked like it looked like a reliable offense again. And then obviously you go into Philadelphia this week and the offense fails yet again. So let, let's just reiterate a few things for, for a second, just to talk about how bad the offense has been. Again, this last week, the Colts were in Eagles territory five times, score one touchdown. The only touchdown they scored was on the opening drive. The opening drive of the game. You could not have gotten a better start for the Indianapolis Colts in that game. You ran all the way down the field, right? And you got to where you wanted to be. That was the best starting drive for the Indianapolis Colts all year. I I don't even know if they had scored a touchdown yet uh, going into that game on the opening drive. We've seen how bad this offense has been with uh, everything going forward with, you know, historically low first half scoring, you know, there's, I think this is maybe only the what second time this season that the Colts have uh, led the, their opponents going into halftime. Uh, It's only the second time. And I think both have come from the last two weeks. So clearly there is a change going on with Jeff Saturday as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. It feels like this team is really got, it's got a new motivation. It has a new uh, energy behind it, which, you know, a lot, I talked with some guys in the Colts, uh, in the Colts content world out there. Uh, I talked with some guys and I told them like, Hey, you know, again, I understand what you're saying here about the Frank Reich thing. Uh, I disagree on the fact that he shouldn't have been fired. I think that the Colts have, we're needing a new change of direction because Frank Reich just looked lost. Frank Reich looked like he had no control of the team. Frank Reich was making bad decisions left and right, and it was it was going really wrong. And there was a lot of bad things going on inside the locker room that I think a lot of people were, failed to recognize. And having Jeff Saturday there is an important aspect to this team wanting to establish, try to establish their identity again. but. The problem that you have with this offense is, I said this in a tweet the other day, you cannot and will not reestablish your identity as a, as a team if you do not start executing as players and certain players don't start stepping up the way they need to. And that was the problem with what I was saying earlier about guys getting bamboozled about this whole thing. I think a lot of us thought Jeff Saturday was going to be a new thing. That it was going to drastically improve it. It hasn't. And I think it goes to show you that from this last week against the Eagles where they gave up, you know, four sacks. And that again, you just weren't able to run the ball consistently. You couldn't pass block consistently. This uh, it comes back to what I said. I think like week four, week five of the regular season, this team execution wise is just not doing enough. Offensively, offensively, especially defensively, I'm not even going to say anything. They've been missing Shaquille Leonard and Quiddy Pay for the majority of the season, and yet somehow, some way, you're missing your young stud edge rusher. You're missing a the best linebacker in the NFL 
And yet somehow, some way, this defense has been a defense that has kept you in almost every game this year. Besides maybe one or two games, there's been very few times where this defense has not done its job. And that's really good from the defense. That's exactly what the Indianapolis Colts were hoping this defense would look like. A defense that is giving up less than 20 points a game. That's exactly what the Colts wanted their team to be doing. Right around that 20-point threshold. It's exactly what you want as a defense. So I'm not even going to say anything about that. But unfortunately, we have had kicker woos all, all season. You know, the first week of the season, Rodrigo Blankenship misses several field goals that could have won us the game, and he gets cut. And then McLaughlin comes in, and then up until, up before this week, McLaughlin never really had a chance to screw up a game for us. He's been fired for the majority of the season. And then this last week, misses a field goal that, again, was in his range, could have made it, should have made it, and ultimately it cost us a lot of points. It was a basically a... I don't remember if it was a six-point swing or a ten-point swing. One way or the other, it's cost us a, a big swing in the in the momentum of that game. Uh, McLaughlin missing that kick, and then offensively, again, guys not executing, and this goes to almost everyone, right? Like the offensive line has been so atrocious this year, and Matt Ryan, while it is. Fair and it is. It's actually smart to say that again. The offensive line has not protected him very well. Obviously, they have not done their job. But also, Matt Ryan has also not done his job at being the quarterback that a lot of people thought was actually going to be the one that you brought in from Atlanta. And the reason I say that is there's been multiple times this year where. Matt Ryan has taken sacks that he shouldn't have, right? Not throwing the ball away, not having good pocket movement, uh, not not getting rid of the ball quick enough, not recognizing things. And and that is a huge issue for this team because Matt Ryan is holding them back. And then on top of it, what you have going on, and I thought originally it was the game plan, like how the Colts were designing plays and Frank Reich being incapable in, in of being able to shift things to a new direction and be able to get guys in different positions quicker to try and get the ball out of Matt Ryan's hands quicker so he doesn't have to take these needless sacks, right, from a, a terrible offensive line. But I'm just getting to the point where, guys, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's arm is shot. Matt Ryan's arm is shot. I mean, Matt Ryan, I don't think is capable of throwing a 50-yard pass anymore. I really don't think he is. Over the last two weeks, Matt Ryan has thrown a ball over 20 yards twice. That's it. In the last two weeks, he has thrown a ball 20-plus yards two times. That's why it is so much harder right now for this offense to do anything right now, guys. So... You have an offensive line that can't block, right? So your your front four guys, you don't even have to really blitz anyone. You can bring exotic uh, stunts and like the twists and the uh, the turl the curls and the tucks. You know all this stuff. The being able to uh, switch back and forth with the D lineman and it's on a stunt 
that these defensive lines are just torching our offensive line. And because of that, uh, you feel confident in not having to blitz people. So you can bring all of your guys back. You don't have to worry about blitzing. You have every single man at your disposal going back because you know you're going to get pressure. And so that hurts for a couple reasons. One is the fact that if they know you can't throw deep down the field because of not being able to pass block, then they don't, they are not afraid to bring people up into the box because they know you can't beat them deep. They know you can't. So therefore, we're just going to put seven, eight, nine people in the middle and stop Jonathan Taylor because we're not afraid of your ability to throw the football because you don't get time. So that therefore stops the run game because every single, almost every single play, you have seven, eight guys in the box and it makes it insanely difficult for Jonathan Taylor to be able to do anything because you're not able to consistently throw the football and throw it deep forcing the secondary and sometimes the linebackers to have to respect your ability to throw the ball down the middle and on the edges at a particular distance. And that's something they don't have to worry about because Matt Ryan, every single pass is within 10, 15 yards at this point. So they just have to stand still. And so on top of the offense, offensive line, not playing well, you're not being able to pass block also means you can't throw the football down the field. And again, that comes back to hurting the run. And then if you can't throw the football down the field, and for the other reason, I don't think we can throw the football down the field very often is because Matt Ryan, I don't think is capable of being able to throw a 45, 50 yard pass. It's just, I don't think that, that he still has that in him anymore because of all the shots he has taken this year. He is about he is in his late 30s. He's not going to get any better physically going forward. And when you've taken as much hits as he has early in this year, some by his fault, some most by the offensive line, that's going to wear down on a guy who is getting of that age. And it is wearing down in the arm. And Jeff Saturday can say whatever he wants about, you know, having zip on the ball, you know, doing this, doing that, you know, the arm looks good. I mean, I would love to see him actually throw a ball 35, 40 yards down the field to an Alec Pierce. Like, we're, we've been looking for that all season. We haven't seen a, a jump ball with Michael Pittman in a while. We haven't seen those. Uh, we haven't, you know, seen the the lob passes to Paris Campbell down the field. We haven't seen the, you know, go up and get it once from Alec Pierce since week five when we beat Jacksonville, right? Like, or it, I don't think it was week five. It was a little bit later than that, but you guys get my point. You know, we, we haven't seen a lot of the deep balls to the middle of the field and on the sidelines, and that is affecting so many things because execution-wise, this team is just not doing enough. The wide receivers are doing their job. Michael Pittman is getting open, but yet again, they, they he's only getting six catches for like, you know, 70 yards in a game right now. It, it's just not enough. It's not enough for what your number one wide receiver is supposed to be. Alec Pierce over the last three weeks has been averaging like two targets a game. It, you're not You're not getting him involved enough. Paris Campbell, you've been getting involved 
and that's great. You've been getting Paris Campbell involved. Love it if you took a shot or two occasionally down the field if we had the ability to because of the O-line, but Paris Campbell has been your dink and dunk guy to try and make plays after the after the fact, right? After the catch. So he's been doing his job. And, you know, the tight ends try to do their job. You've, you, the only tight end that gets involved anymore in the offensive game plan is Kylan Granson. It's the only one. So you are in a very bad situation right now, guys, where the Colts' identity of running the ball down your throat is just not possible this year because of the inabilities of the O-line and the quarterback to establish an opportunity to throw the football, and it is not allowing them to do what has built this team. And so what needs to be done to fix that? Well, of course you need a new offensive line. I don't know whether that means a new perspective on the O-line or that means new players or if it means a new offensive line coach. I don't know what that means, but clearly what the the product that's on the field right now is not going to get it done. They've given up over 40 sacks this year in their first 11. I think it's it's close to 44. It's like just shy of four sacks a game at this point. Uh, they're really giving up about three and a half uh, sacks per game right now, which is one of, if not the most in the NFL. And you're also paying this offensive line group the most of anyone in the league. That is a very, very bad thing. And Ballard needs to fix it. Ballard needs to fix it. Because this O-line, I'm sorry, because for whatever quarterback you bring in at some point, they're not going to be able to do anything if you do not get this O-line to go back to what it was two, three years ago. It's not going to get the job done. And that's the other aspect of this notion, guys, is this team needs a new quarterback. It needs a quarterback with a young and bright future, a quarterback that is capable of throwing a deep pass, a quarterback that is going to command future leadership of this team. Future leadership, okay? I'm not talking immediately when he gets there, two years from now, three years from now. I'm talking a guy that for the next decade is going to lead this team, hopefully to a Lombardi. That is what this team needs more than anything else. This offensive line and this quarterback situation needs to be fixed this offseason. Now, of course, you know, there will be people who differ on how you need to approach that. Need to approach offensive line first and then quarterback maybe in a year from now. Quarterback right now and you fix the offensive line as things go along. If Ballard does not do anything with moving some of the big pieces, like, for instance, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and Braden Smith. You need to knock contracts down. You need to take a lot of contracts down because all three of them have not lived up to their current contracts, and they should not be being paid as so. So that needs to be fixed. If anything, you don't fix the O-line with anything new in those areas, you need to fix that those contracts because those guys are not... Uh, those guys are being paid way too much for the crap that they're putting us through this year. And, or do you go with the quarterback and try to figure it out? And do you bring new guys in and try to establish a, a better presence 
because uh, right now, obviously, Ryman's not getting it done at left tackle at the moment. He's still young. He's still figuring out the position, but it's clear that, you know, he's just not in it right now. He's just not capable of performing at a high level right now. So, I mean, that's that's just got to be it, guys, because the Colts have the running back that they need. And, and we can debate that later on, but they have it. They have the running back that they need. They have wide receivers who can ball. You know, you got a 6-4, a 6-3 guy who can run 4-3, 4-4s, 4-5s, get open, make catches, go and get jump balls. Those are their play playing style. Paris Campbell, who's a burner, a guy who has shown you over this year that when he is healthy and gets involved in the offense, he can make things happen. That's that. And you have some young tight ends that you feel confident in going forward, you can get better into the system. The problem is, is you need to establish a real play caller and the coaching staff that is going to get the best out of this team going forward offensively. This team needs it. And then the offensive line needs to produce better. And you need a quarterback that can actually stay around for a decade and build a presence in Indianapolis and be able to throw the ball down the field. It's as simple as that, guys. It's how it's not going to be simple putting it all together. I mean, who knows if they're going to even be able to do it in an entire offseason, but something needs to be done. Something absolutely needs to be done. That's going to do it for this one, guys. Let me know your thoughts on this and what you think needs to be better for this Colts team to get better later on in this season and as of next year. But that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.